BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, let me tell you about Goal Zero. Goal Zero is the leader in affordable generators and home backup systems. They offer a simple, easy solution for when the power blackouts hit, and they're coming this summer. So you can keep your home up and running using clean energy. Their systems power critical circuits in your home, like the freezer, lights, Wi-Fi, TV, and more, with clean power, no fuel, no fumes, no noise, and no maintenance, unlike gas generators. Not to mention, Goal Zero is portable, so you can take the power on the go as needed for camping, tailgating, and more. They offer a range of products and affordable price points to meet your needs. From power stations that can provide a half day's worth of power to solar generators and home backup systems that can keep you powered for one, two, or even three days. You can easily monitor and manage your power right from your phone with the Goal Zero app. They offer best-in-class service with a U.S.-based service team that provides the highest level of technical and customer support. It's Goal Zero, right, Gary? Make sure your power stays on with Goal Zero. Learn more at GoalZero.com. Check out their affordable power stations, solar generators, and home backup systems today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast, Here for the Right Reasons. I'm your host, Sarah Heron, and I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. There isn't so much new Bachelor news this week, but I did have the pleasure of catching up with the Bachelor OG herself, Trista Stutter. Fans met Trista on Alex and Michelle's season of The Bachelor back in 2002, and she went on, of course, to become the first ever Bachelorette and married husband Ryan live on ABC. Trista and I talk all about her time on The Bachelor and as The Bachelorette, the other reality shows she's appeared on, why Bachelorettes have more success than Bachelors, and so much more. Other than that, we are entering month two of Becca and Garrett living in different states, so I'm still keeping an eye on that, of course. And Hannah Ann and Mike Johnson also made some waves on social media after they filmed a TikTok together, but I don't think there's anything happening between them because Jesse Palmer, who was The Bachelor many years ago, was also with them, and he posted a photo about a Bachelor reunion. They were all in swimsuits, and I think they were filming some sort of commercial or campaign, maybe something for Claire season and how it's the new paradise. I'm not totally sure, but Hannah Ann was in glam, and I sort of think that there was something work-related there and not a romance brewing. That being said, I totally ship Hannah Ann and Mike Johnson, so you know I'm always trying to find love for Hannah Ann. 
Either way, I will be keeping an eye on all of the developing Bachelor breaking news stories as always. But for now, please enjoy my wonderful chat with Trista. So to go back to the beginning, I thought it was so interesting that on this episode of Bachelor Goat or the most, the recent one that they said, a lot of you guys didn't even think Alex Michelle's season was going to air. Did you feel that way? Oh, definitely. I, we knew nothing. I've been a part of a lot of first shows and including pilots, Dancing with the Stars and then Marriage Bootcamp and Ryan and I did a show on HGTV, a pilot for them called Rocky Mountain Reno. And I did a show, like this is all after, of course. But thinking back on it, there have been a lot of pilots and firsts that, you know, you just, you never know. And I think going into it, I was a complete novice to television. I had no idea how it worked. I mean, even what all the titles meant, you know, like executive producer. I mean, you can kind of figure it out, but I, I didn't know anything. And so I think you go into it thinking you're going to have this fun experience, but I, I believe in our contract, in any contract really that you sign that has to do with television or the media, it will say something about the fact that they don't have to use what they have filmed and in fact can keep it off the air if they're being told by legal that, you know, it can't be aired or for whatever reason they run out of money, who knows? So yeah, it was never something that we believed was a sure thing. I mean, it was, we knew that the sure thing was that we were all getting the chance to meet each other and have this fun once in a lifetime experience. But no, you, I I think that it would be silly to assume that we'll make any assumptions really, you know? Yeah. How crazy would it have been if that was just like lost footage of the show? Oh my God. Right. I mean, I would not have met my husband. My children would exist. Like (laughs) it's insane. I probably wouldn't live in Vail. My life would be very, very different. So yeah, I don't even like to go there because of that that reason, you know? (laughs) Totally. What is your most like vivid memory from the first Bachelor season? Wow, the first one. Um, and that's funny because I I have such an awful memory. So any it probably feels memory, like another life. Oh, it totally does. But even my even in real life, like I just have a horrible memory. So any memory that I have, I feel like is based on pictures or video. And crazy enough, I have a video of most of it. (laughs) It might be on VHS tapes, but um, it is somewhere out there in the universe. So it's interesting that you say that because I feel like things that I probably should remember, just moments with the girls, um, moments with the producers, that sort of thing. I probably don't remember. It's more the stuff that aired just because I've been shown it over and over again. But, you know, the biggest, I think, moment the most memorable and now it's a positive thing, but back then it wasn't, was the last, the final rose ceremony. And assuming that he was going to choose me because he told me two days before he was going to, and then being, you know, technically shot down and, uh, (laughs) and having to rethink my future. So, um, you know, my heart was broken and I was sad for sure. It, it crushed me, but 
now, of course, it was the best thing to ever happen to me. <laughs> right. And when they came to you with this idea of the bachelorette, since it was, you know, not even a thing yet, were you on board right away? Or were you like, I don't know if I can do this again? Oh, I was on board right away. I got a call from Mike Fleiss the night I was at a viewing party for the finale in New York with a bunch of my friends from Miami. And Slice called me and said, hey, this isn't set in stone yet, but we're contemplating or we're going to try to do a bachelorette. Would you be interested? Because I want you, you know, I want you to be my girl. And I, I, I believe my words were, are you kidding? <laughs> yes, sign me up. <laughs> Amazing. So um, I just, the environment on television shows, the production, the, the cast, like everyone involved, the camera guys, the audio guys, the, the producers themselves, like it's just really energetic, fun environment. And I came from the world of physical therapy that was fun because I was in pediatrics. I was working with kids. So in that way, it was fun for me, but it was more serious. You know, it was I was dealing with, you know, burn victims and kids who were born with genetic syndromes and who couldn't walk and, you know, parents who wanted more for their kids. So I came from this really serious, and that's probably why I went into the Miami Heat Dancers because that was my fun outlet, you know, mm -hmm. but going into the environment of television production was so much fun and they knew me. So I felt like, I was going to have a fun experience. I could hang out with the friends that I had just made, you know, the production staff. And they could use all of their contacts to actually find me a man. And I'm so glad I did it because they found me a man. <laughs> well, going into it, did you, do you really like thought you're like, this could work. Like I might actually find a, re a husband or were you kind of just like, this will be fun either way. Like, did your gut tell you anything? My gut was telling me that I had really high hopes that I, I believed it could happen. Who knew, who knew if it was going to happen? Because even to this day, I really believe that personally that God has a plan for me and, you know, someone was watching out for me and Ryan. And that's what kind of connected him to do the show. But I also believe there's a little bit of luck in there. And the way that he got on the show was through a friend of a friend essentially. And he just can't say no. So every time they would say like, Oh, we're interested in you. And we want, we want to see more. We want to see a video. We want to have you come to LA, blah, blah, blah. He would be like, uh, it's not really my thing, but okay. Like he just couldn't say no. And so I feel like, you know, there were a lot of things that went into us finding each other and it working out, but I definitely, I believed that it could. It's funny that you say he didn't think, you know, it wasn't his thing because he kind of like shined on the show with the poems and he came out very romantic, you know, like he. Yeah. Oh, it works for sure. But he is, he's not really like, he doesn't like to be in big groups. He's very introverted. He is very private. Even now to this day, you know, the, the interview that I did with Chris Harrison how he surprised me, mm -hmm. you know, he was in the middle of the Denver fire Academy, which is grueling. And he has to be up like three 30 in the morning. And, and he was working at that point, like until like six, seven o'clock at night. And not only just working, they were, he went through the ringer physically, mentally, emotionally, all the things. And so I thought that he wouldn't be able to do it, but I also felt like it was 
like try kind of like torture trying to get him to do it because he even though he loves Chris, we're good friends with Chris, he does not like interviews. He he he, it's not his thing. So even though he did like shine, as you put it, it's definitely not something that is natural to him mm-hmm. or something that he really kind of enjoys. <laughs> That's so funny. With, you yeah. mentioned um, some of the shows you guys have done together and shows that you did Dancing with the Stars. What was your favorite? I mean, I guess The Bachelorette would be your favorite because you met your husband, but yeah, taking sure. that out of the occasion, of, of the equation, what was your favorite to film? Was like Dancing with the Stars just so much work? Or like, what, what else is your, was your favorite reality TV memory? You know what? Rocky Mountain Reno was so much fun. And not a lot of people saw it because it was just a pilot and it didn't get picked up. But we, we love anything to do with renovation and homes and real estate. And, and though we haven't really done any of that in our personal life, like to be able to get the chance to do that and to do it together... It was, it, I loved that experience. I, I, it's not to say that I didn't love Dancing with the Stars or Marriage Boot Camp. Uh, I can't even, we were on Fear Factor. Like Ryan was a contestant on Fear Factor. Like, oh, like who wants to be a millionaire? Chris Harrison had us on when he was the host. Those shows are super fun to me. Like I have to say that I am mega jealous of all of the Bachelor people who have been asked to do Family Feud because I have not gotten an invitation. And I love that show. I love any game shows, anything, anything game show related. I just sign me up for it. I'm all for it. I think they're so fun. I grew up watching like um, Wheel of Fortune and um, oh gosh, what's the whammy show? Pressure Luck. And oh my gosh, so many, so many of those shows. So um you know, the game shows are a favorite too. And Dancing with the Stars was a lot of fun. But because Ryan and I got to do Rocky Mountain Reno together, that was extra. But I, I feel like we could totally get you on Family Feud. <laughs> okay. If you do that, I... <laughs> I feel like that's a given. <laughs> it's not though. I mean, how many people have they had on the show? They've had so many of the Bachelor people. I, 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 I could give you a huge list and I haven't been asked and I feel like could I make a call to Fleiss could I make a call to the people at Warner could I yes I could I could technically but I don't want to beg you know what I mean you don't want to like ask for an invitation to somewhere (laughs) you want to have like a natural like someone ask you because they like you you know, or they want you to be part of it. But I don't want to be like, oh, please, 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 well, We're please, putting please. it out there now. We're putting it out there. I, we're okay. starting a campaign. I, I, I'm, I'm for it. I would definitely view it. Amazing. Thank you. It'd be so fun. Something else you said that really stood out to me on your Bachelor Goat interview was the whole double standard situation of yes. the, bachelor, the Bachelorette. Was that something that you were really worried about going into or were you just like, I'm going to own it and they can, what they're full of it for people telling me that I'm not, I'm going to act like a floozy or anything like that. I feel like it was in the back of my mind. It's really hard for me to not be sensitive to other people's criticisms or opinions, even though I'm in the public eye, even though I, you know, I was Miami Heat dancer back then. So there there was a little bit of scrutiny back then, but so I'm, I'm a really sensitive person. I'm like an empath. I don't know if that's like a thing. I feel like it's like a, a fantasy like term, but, um, like in movies or something, but I feel I'm a very feeling person. And so whenever anyone 
criticizes, I tend to latch onto that. I think that that's just a human nature. You know, we believe the bad stuff more than the good stuff for whatever reason, at least I, I tend to do that. So it's really hard for me to not have that in the back of my mind in the same breath I owned it because it was my experience. I wasn't going to let a reporter from wherever in America let my experience be altered or ruined because of some reporter saying that I was going to appear to be a certain way. You know, it, yeah. I decided going in that I needed to give myself wholeheartedly to the experience in order for it to work. And I still believe that for anybody who's the lead, if a person is not willing to be vulnerable and willing to express themselves and be truly themselves without fear of criticism or skepticism or whatever, I don't think it'll work out. That's just my experience. So, you know, it, it, it was difficult hearing those things because no one wants to hear that you're going to be viewed upon in a certain way. But I also really felt strongly about being myself. And I mean, it's not a problem exclusive to Bachelor Nation by any means for, you know, women and oh gosh, no. sex no. and however you want to call it. But do you think the show is getting better with it? Um, well, I think naturally it has because they asked me to be the first bachelorette. You know, if they had continued on the path of just having men as the lead, then I think we would be in a very different place. But the fact that we have had so many women and so many strong, independent, feeling, assertive, kind, thoughtful women um, who have been successful more mm -hmm. often than the bachelors in their relationships... I think that says something right there. Yeah, why do you think that is, that the bachelorettes you seem to find a little bit more success in the relationship? Right? I know, this is always a question. Um, <laughs> you know, so I am on a text chain with the rest of the bachelorettes, and we've often talked about this, that just women do it better. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, there's, that. there's numbers. <laughs> I love my girls. I love my girls. I just posted about the Women Empowerment Challenge, you know, today. And I love women lifting other women up. So I'm all about girl power, women power, especially because I have a daughter. But I do feel like there is something behind casting and, you know, like Brad Womack, how he didn't ask Deanna or Jenny to be his wife at the end of his show. I think it's because, you know, there weren't the right people. Same thing happened with like Jen Sheft and I think that sometimes people get caught up in the, the like lust factor. And also like I got caught up with Alex in the fact that he was a great guy on paper for me. Mm -hmm. Like he had gone to Stanford and Harvard and I was looking for someone well-traveled and um, a family guy. And I, I felt like he fit all those, checked all those boxes. But I mean, we had good chemistry, but I, looking back, I just don't know that it would have worked out. I think we're two very different people. And after his family reacted, like they called me some names. And oh, no. I, I, yeah, it wouldn't have, I don't think it would have been the most healthy relationship. 
So I feel like there's like a little bit of luck involved too with casting. And if casting has great guys for the girls and then great girls for the guys, I think there's a lot to that, you know, and whether or not there's going to be somebody compatible to the lead. Deanna told me recently, actually, that you guys found Meredith and Jen and they were added to the, to the Bachelorette group chat. So now it's kind of yeah. complete, which I thought that was cool just because there's some people from Bachelor, you know, who stay a little more under the radar. Alex Michelle would be another one of them and other yeah. people who, you know, are sort of more vocal. So I, I think, I, you know, to be a fly on the wall in that chat, I feel like would be, would be very exciting for a fan. Oh, I, I mean, I love it. I love that we were able to kind of track them down and, um, we were putting this fun little video together that we were going to do during quarantine, but it just didn't work out for multiple reasons. But yeah, in putting the video together, I reached out to one of my old um, producers on the show and he was still connected to Meredith and I reached out to her on Instagram and luckily she was, she was open to it. And yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, we're so blessed to be in the sisterhood that we are. It's just this great group of women that I, would never have met otherwise. So I'm really grateful. And I know that everybody else is too. Um, you mentioned, you know, having to needing to be vulnerable and that would be like your advice to them and put themselves out there. It's funny with someone like Peter or even like Ari, some of the old, like last couple of seasons, we've had a lot of going back maybe to contestants that they eliminated and maybe cause they were second guessing it in the moment, but once they were able to kind of ignore the criticism and yes. going back, they did yeah. find someone. So I guess, you know, yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember just, oh, my heart was breaking for Becca. Who was that the other one? Well, even just now, Peter most recently. Now oh, Peter, exactly. Yes. I mean, oh gosh, it, it just broke my heart because I've, I've been there when they tell you no, and, but I haven't been there like they went a step further and right. were engaged and were ready for their future and thought they'd found the one. And then all of a sudden the, the rugs ripped out from under them. So, oh my gosh, that, those are really hard to watch, but just like Jason and Molly, I mean, they're a perfect example. Jason knew that something wasn't right. He could not stop talking or thinking about Molly. And I'm really, I mean, proud of him is, is a funny thing to say because obviously I'm not his mother, but I'm proud of him <laughs> in a way for following his heart because they have the most beautiful family and are so happy. And so is Melissa, you know? Right. Like, I feel like it's all about following your gut. And if it doesn't feel right, then you need to speak up. That's another thing that's so interesting about The Bachelor is that there's never, there's not really much divorce. So it's like they, at least they're not getting married for the wrong reasons. You're right. Oh my gosh. No one's been divorced yet. Right. Well, so, well wait. maybe, maybe a paradise or so, but. Oh, up here, there was a pair. Were they, are they divorced or separated or what? Chris and uh, Crystal are separated. I don't think yes. they filed paperwork yet, but that was kind of the first, which in all these seasons and all these couples, you, you know, there's something to be said for, at least no one's walking down the aisle just for, you know. True. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> Going back to your season, something I loved was that picture you posted of your daughter in Ryan's hat. Oh my gosh. I love that everyone loved that so much. I mean, seriously, Blakely, I, we were watching it together, her and I with a bunch of my girlfriends. Was and it the first time they'd, she'd seen it? Yeah. I mean, we haven't showed, we don't break out <laughs> bachelorette, you know, on a weekend, but she had seen little snippets of the wedding before, but not the season of the bachelorette. So yeah, that was her first time seeing it. And 
the bucket hat. She was like, oh, the bucket hat. And I'm like, you know what? Daddy still has that. She's like, where? I want it. And so we went to find it. And she, I mean, how cute does she look at it? It's adorable. And you know, it's funny because she was like, yeah, they're coming back. I'm literally at the lake in um, like our little town. And there's someone right in front of me wearing a bucket hat. Like, I, I think they're just like, Ryan said it himself. He said, you know, I kept it because things come back in style. So why they not? Do. <laughs> and I guess it's back in style. So anyway, yeah, I love that everyone loved that picture as much as I did. No, so cute. Do you have any of your like clothes or dresses from the show? Do you have them all or did you, did they, they get lost somewhere along the way? I do have a lot of them. I actually, when we were watching the show with my girlfriends, the recap, my girlfriends made me put on my dress, like my first dress. My first, no, the black, the long black one that I wore the first night when the limos came. So I have that um, and actually can still fit in it, which is crazy. That is um, so impressive. <laughs> I was proud of that. And then I have my engagement dress. Of course, my wedding dresses. I have a couple of the rose ceremony dresses, a couple of my outfits, but... It's, it was really infuriating to me, actually, because when my Bachelorette aired or was about to air when we were prepping for it, I had a stylist, but it's not like the stylist was going out and finding me dresses that I could borrow from designers like they do now. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie Fetman is a genius and he, you know, gets the girls so glammed up in anything and everything, every outfit, they are dressed to the nines and I love it, but I didn't have that. And so my mom was working for Saks Fifth Avenue at the time and she knew the CEO and he was like, I'd love to outfit her. So I had set up this deal with Saks and they let me go shopping. I brought a stylist that the show had me come with. So we picked out all these dresses and outfits and we're taping the show and I find out that production is selling my clothes. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Those are my clothes. Like I arranged arranged all of this. This, These are not your clothes to sell. And so that I, I halted that, but I guess there's something in California or LA where like for soap operas, when they wear a dress one time, if they don't have a huge warehouse to like, you know, like a movie studio or whatever to keep all the clothes, they sell them and they were selling my clothes. So some of them got, got sold, which is not a big deal in the, I mean, please, I'd rather walk away with a husband and a family in the future than some, you know, a piece of material. But yeah, it, it was a little maddening at the time. You were like an, you were like an OG influencer though, arranging for outfits right. and clothes that people want to buy. Like, I mean, it was before Instagram, but it was kind of had the same vibe. Yeah, right? That's so funny. So like, funny. There's class to be in a museum somewhere. I'm surprised there's no bachelor <laughs> museum lying around. Your wedding dress would be like the first thing I feel like they would want. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's a good idea. Someone needs to jump on that. <laughs> I, I got I got ideas for them. I mean, they're really yeah, they The Bachelor, it, it's, it blows my mind, but also doesn't surprise me at all that they keep coming up with new ideas, reinventing themselves, and seem to be more popular than ever. You're right. I Yeah, it's so true. Although it is a different kind of popularity. You know, back when my show was airing, people were actually watching the show live because you couldn't tape it. There weren't DVRs. You know, it, you could tape it on a VCR, but you had to be actually watching the show at the exact time that it was airing. And now you can, you know, DVR it, you can get it online, you can watch it on Hulu. So, and now I feel like the popularity is, 
in Instagram, you know, like, yeah. or social media, you know, uh, the, the people who are coming off the show are in the millions of followers. And we had, I think close to, it was like 26 million people or something watching our wedding, which is really interesting to me. Cause I was talking to someone, maybe it was a producer, um, and there were tons of like viewing parties. So people got together in groups and like would dress up and have bachelorette viewing parties, especially for the finale. At least we've heard that from a lot of people over the years. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't account for those people who were at the group viewing parties. You know, they were watching it on one television. So it probably was even, even more than that. And I think that the viewership has gone down, but obviously it's still just as popular, if not more popular because of social media. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do people still come up to you and recognize you from the show? Because you, you look pretty similar, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, thank you. They do occasionally, more so when Ryan and I are together than when we're separated because they're like, oh, those two, like I, someone just wrote me a DM on Instagram and said that they had met Ryan back in the day or they saw him at this restaurant in Bale back in the day. And they thought, was he our ski instructor? Or we always get, did we go to college together? Or, you know, something like that. So I feel like when we're together, they can more easily put the puzzle pieces together instead of wrecking their brain, trying to figure out who me or Ryan are separately. But right. yeah, we still, we still get it. We're, we live in a very small town. Um, so we don't, like people are way over it here but if there are if there is ever a time where we're traveling or there's a tourist in Vail or whatever then yeah we 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 do occasionally get recognized still but not that often this may be an impossible question for you to even answer or think about but the show is pretty different now do you think if you were you know 29 however old you were then that now that you would have like signed up for the show or been into it more so or less or either way I definitely would have. I, I feel like I have a really open mind when it comes to new experiences. I'm, I love experiences and it's a once in a lifetime experience. You know, I, I feel like that has not gone away, even though the critics on social media are, you know, bigger and bolder than, than ever before. Um, we had haters on message boards, but it wasn't like a direct contact to us. So yes, there would be that to deal with, but I mean, please. I kind of won the grand prize with Ryan and my kids. And yes, I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. That's amazing. Well, I feel like Claire's season might almost, it's still very different, but since they're filming it in one location and you're, you guys traveled a little bit, but not nearly as much. So it might even have a similar, maybe we'll get that, you know, pure feeling back. Right. You're so right. I did hear that. And I mean, I'm sad for Claire because I feel like whenever I watch the shows these days, I'm like, oh my God, they get to go to New Zealand and Ireland and Australia and Switzerland, wherever, you know, they get Bora Bora, you know, all these amazing places. And I love to travel. So I think it'll be easier for Claire. Uh, well, not easier. It'll be just as hard for her to watch because she won't be able to travel. But I think that she's just grateful for the experience because she's been she did Winter Games. She did Bachelor in Paradise a bunch. You know, like she's she's gotten to to do the travel with the show. So I think she's just grateful for the experience. And not to say that I wasn't. I I mean, half half heartedly, I am joking about it. But I do love to travel, and maybe part of that is because we were able to really focus on each other and not get caught up in the fantastical aspect of traveling to these 
insane places and really just connect with each other more than ever before or more than they have in most recent seasons. Yeah, I think that that might kind of come back a bit with that. Plus, everyone's been stuck at home, so that everyone's going to be so excited to like get out there and have their eye on the prize. Like, I think it yes. might be an interesting group of people just based on I where we are gonna, in the world. I think we're going to have some horny guys ready for <laughs> totally <laughs> ready to mingle, <laughs> and they're on some resort with like a hundred bodies of water. So I think they'll have enough to do. <laughs> oh, amazing! That's so fun. Yes. I love it. So you, you obviously kept up with the show. What has been some of your favorite parts of still watching it? Who are your favorite couples? Who were you like Paradise? Do you watch it all? I do. I do. I, I have not missed an episode of any spinoff they've done because it's like, it's part of me. It's part of my history. I mean, I, I wouldn't miss it. They're like my family. Even, even the people I haven't met yet, I feel like we're all like this big dysfunctional family. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I will definitely continue to watch. But some of my favorite couples, Molly and Jason are, you know, good friends. Ashley and JP, I adore. I live for Emily Maynard and Caitlin Bristow is a really good friend of mine. Oh gosh, who else? Even Bachelor in Paradise. I love Jaden Tanner's story. Oh my gosh. And Carly and Evan's story. Like yes. the fact that she was so not into him in the beginning. And then they have this beautiful life together with, oh my gosh, gorgeous children. And they just, I, I think, laugh so much at life and themselves. And um, I love that about their relationship. Sean and Catherine. I, I mean, obviously the list could go on and on and yeah. on and on. But favorite moments are like the Bachelorette reunion was one of my all-time favorite reun- favorite moments because um, I hadn't connected to the girls yet. I hadn't had the pleasure of meeting Becca, who has become, oh, I just adore her. She's become a good friend. Rachel Lindsay, who's become a good friend. Um, I hadn't met them until the reunion. And being able to connect with these women who were in my same shoes was such a blessing to me. And I got to share it with my daughter because we were actually, we had planned to be out in LA for spring break, oddly enough, and they were taping it then. So I brought Blakesley with me to the mansion and got to share that with her. Um, And she adores the girls. Like she looks up to them like they're idols, especially girls like Caitlin. And then Becca and Andy, she shares a birthday. So I, with them. So I feel like she has like a little kinship with them. And yeah, I, Honestly, love just being able to connect with people that I wouldn't have before. Human connection is my favorite thing about life, period. And whether it's with my family or my friends or these people who were part of an experience similar to mine. So that's definitely a favorite. I'm hoping that they do a big reunion with not just the girls, even though I'm all for that. If they want to do that again, I'm there. <laughs> but I'd love for them to do a big reunion with the, the guys too. You know, I'd, I'd love to see and meet a lot of the guys who've been on the show too. I, it's just, it's just family to Close to 20 years, right? That would be a good reason. I'm right? We are close to 20 years for sure. We're, let's see, it was 2002. So it's been 18 years. Got two more. So they've got a couple years to plan. <laughs> we got a couple years to plan. Maybe get you all back. You know, put you all, maybe put you guys in paradise. Not to, you know, That's date right. each other, but just, you know, explore. You know, go take over an island. 
you know? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, say, say what you want about The Bachelor or whoever, but all those women, especially The Bachelorettes, are like strong, independent, awesome women. So they've, they've really done well in the casting department on that side. Yeah, I, I think so too. I fully agree. I love, love all of the women who have been a part of the show. I just, I just feel really lucky that I'm in a group with them. You know, our little sisterhood is Have you spoken to Caitlin about Dancing with the Stars? I have. I reached out to her and I was like, oh my God, I can't wait. And it gives me another excuse to like go back to the ballroom. So I am so excited. I mean, that surprise was the best when Chris revealed it on her season of GOAT. I just, I love surprises and it was the best. I'm so excited for her. It's about time. Thank you again for tuning in to Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast, Here for the Right Reasons. Please, please, please leave a five-star review on iTunes and tweet me at Sarah Heron, Instagram DM me, whatever, and let me know who you want to hear from next. Thanks.